Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I'm your host, Billy Pollahan. And with me, as always, is the hmm, the Gail to my Sydney or mm-hmm. the Tara to my Sam, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Raul Rodriguez and guys, guys, mm-hmm. this is exciting. We never cover new releases. It's been a full <laughs> year since we've done a new release. And yep. Yeah. Actually, maybe two years because Wonder Woman... Oh no no no! Wonder Woman eighty four and Soul came out uh, in December December of twenty twenty, but we covered mm-hmm. it in January. So yeah, no, a full year, like you said. Uh, how you doing, Raúl? I'm doing pretty well. I cannot believe we're gonna do a new movie, especially because we're gonna do the Star Wars of the horror movies, Scream Five. I'm not gonna call it Scream twenty twenty two. Scream 5, goddammit. Scream 5. <laughs> I'm going to call it Scream 2022 in the description, but for all intents and purposes, we're calling it Scream 5. Mm-hmm. Released in 2022 as of this recording, it is its third day of release. Mm-hmm. And produced by Paramount. Mm-hmm. Now, you would think it would be Blum, Blumhouse, but it's not. It's, Thank uh, God. Paramount. Mm-hmm. And it's directed by the same guys that did um, Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. Um, guys named Matt Bettinelli, Olpin, and Tyler Gillette, also known as Radio Silence. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole, it's a reboot cool. <laughs> and man, I, I don't even know where to begin with this. This movie was a lot. Uh, so uh, we're gonna do first our thoughts without spoilers, and then we get into spoiler territory. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, so first, without any spoilers, saying, "Thank Jesus Christ that they did not reckon the sequels." That was my first main worry since I saw the first trailer. I was so fucking relieved. They acknowledged the sequels. They acknowledged the meta humor. And also, but at the same time, it's making fun of rebookles. At the same time, even though this movie is a rebookle. <laughs> so the meta was amazing. The meta was just like, Raul just really, really went overboard. Yep. Which it can turn a lot of people off if you're not a big fan of the meta stuff. What, what are you doing watching Scream? Like, uh, seriously, this- what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> the meta in this Scream was at the level of Scream 4. It gets pretty nuts. It's not yeah. it's not the greatest cold open ever, but No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty decent cold open. I like most of the characters. The legacy characters are brought back in pretty decent ways. And this movie is basically The Force Awakens. Yes. And The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> it's literally the entire sequel trilogy <laughs> just rolled into one. We have new I have numerous examples. I wrote notes on some Please. examples. Um, we'll get that in the spoiler. Yeah, when, in the when, spoiler when, it, when it comes up in the plot. Yeah, especially because if you go back to the first Scream episode, I saw like I have a feeling that the Scream is like the Star Wars movies for nerds for the love horror, and I cannot believe that there's a, a Star Wars joke really specific in the middle of the damn film. It's not a big spoiler. That Stab A was directed by Ryan fucking Johnson, and it was divisive. <laughs> And then they even make a joke about just like, oh, every franchise is doing it. 
and then they list off literally every franchise. Star Wars, Flatliners. Uh, what was the other one that they mentioned? Of all Ghostbusters. The mo- of, of, of all the movies, Flatliners, really? That's one nobody saw. Nobody saw that one. Literally nobody saw it. Except maybe the people that got flatlined. <laughs> and uh, Diego Luna. That's all I know. It Talking about 90s movie. movies, the original Flatliners is pretty cool. Oh, with uh, Kiefer and... Uh, yeah, with Kiefer Sutherland. Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, uh, overall thoughts, we had a great time with it. I think that it's, well, we'll give our rankings, but I had a great time with it. I was expecting the worst, but it ended up going with the best. Well, maybe yes. not the best, but it was a good, delightful theatrical experience. See it mm-hmm. in a theater if you can. Yes. It, if you're not safe or you're not in an environment where it's very safe, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. And also especially because it's, this movie is still part of the Paramount Plus deal. So in, in a month, you're going to get it for Paramount Plus. So you cannot go to the theater. You can wait for Paramount Plus. <laughs> this this episode not sponsored by Paramount Plus. Not, not sponsored by Paramount Plus. But I would love them because it is pretty <laughs> great. <laughs> so you want to start getting into spoilers because we've already spent five and a half minutes just giving yes, general we, thoughts. Sorry, people. We cannot do that thing of talking for a, about a movie without any spoilers for like <laughs> for 20 minutes. But, I'm but, amazed but, that people can do that. Yeah, no, that's great. And... I've done that before. You can do that, but that's not how we do things. No. You know we like to go in depth. Okay, like, so this is we, your warning. We we spoilers. Five, four, three, two, one. The fucking opening scene with the A twenty four commentary. <laughs> I really wish that IMDB had I had an IMDB synopsis with me so I could list the specific movies that they list off. But I think if yeah. I can remember from my head, it was the Babadook, Hereditary, the Witch, and I think they did mention Miss Omar, yeah, but it Ms. was Mar. so quick. Yeah, I was expecting the Lighthouse, or like the new one, uh, uh, the one with about the kids, the Lodge. I thought they, they were gonna mention that one too. The Lodge is pretty good though. The Lodge is great, even though you do not like those movies. I don't think I the only ones that I like I, they mentioned it follows I like it follows it follows oh, yeah, is pretty and good. it follows it follows the Babadook and the Lodge the Lodge is pretty good just because of the ending it's a fucked up ending that I liked it is pretty <laughs> fucked up and uh, yeah no this right away notice the similarities between uh, our main I guess she's now a, a literal scream queen um, Tara played mm-hmm. uh tara carpenter by the way yep. makes you wonder if she's related to that wes carpenter <gasps> i mean that would be pretty cool that would be fucking cool though. because the whole theme of this movie is legacy right yeah literally down to casting we'll get to them too but tara is very much dressed like casey becker mm-hmm. the fact that she's alone and first problem i had with this movie who still has a landline Mm-hmm. that's my question there is no way in hell that somebody would have a home phone and a landline because back in the day and i grew up with this you had a landline where it was like a home phone where everybody had one phone cell phones weren't really as available or if they were they were very expensive and they were pretty shitty 
Mm-hmm. Now everybody just has their own phone. So, yeah. but I like that they do a mix of both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they she's texting her friend Amber, and gets a phone call, and I think they're making it out like, oh, it's mom's new boyfriend or something. Like she's talking with her friend, she's texting her friend while simultaneously talking to Ghostface, played once again by Roger L. Jackson, or the voice, which is always and great. Did to you hear. notice that first it was pretty calm? It was not the regular voice that he always does, and then when he starts asking about scary movies and when he when he says that he doesn't like elevated horror, that's when he starts getting mad and mad, and then we it is the original voice. Hmm. Do you very, notice that? It's a very good clue, as well as just maybe he's just upping his game. Mm-hmm. Or she, you don't know. Or non-binary, and <laughs> just what, whatever. Yes, um, literal um, scream queen now, Jenna Ortega. She's like in every horror movie now. It's great. And yeah. Yeah, good for her. She's only 19. That's also crazy. Yeah, because uh, Ghostface was like, what is your favorite scream movie? And she's like, oh, I like the Babadook because it's an intimate story about the falls in a, in a mother and a child. And I forgot the other thing that she said. Okay, Sabrina Ramirez, ca- um, ca- calm down. <laughs> and uh, it, it was like, uh, if I were Ghostface, I would like, uh, be like, oh, you ate 24 chill. No, <laughs> no, she's just a hipster. I was expecting. Yeah, she's a fucking hipster. <laughs> she's a total hipster. You just need to bring uh, the piercings and the black. Yeah. And then there you go. It's just like, just what who I mentioned, Sabrina, our our friend. Sabrina <laughs> Sabrina's is cool though. No, she's awesome. Um, and then it's oh, have you seen Stab? Yeah, once when I was like twelve at a sleepover, because that's how you see horror movies, right? Mm-hmm. This is all coming from memory, and this is exactly the same time as. Like, like the timeline is modern day, so it's exactly 25 years since Billy and Stu, mm-hmm. um, since the events of the first movie. Like in Halloween, H2O, and the new ones. Yeah. And then we get um, the Ghostface. I like that Ghostface is just like, uh, um, or um, Tara's just fucking with him at first. Mm-hmm. Was very rude to him as well, but you would be too if it's a new guy. And also, I love when she—he's like, "Oh yeah, so I know that you don't remember the stab movies, but do you remember what happened to the first girl?" I was like, "Well, I barely remember." Yeah, like this girl gets a call from a stranger, and then she's still talking with the stranger that she doesn't notice. That she could be the one that is gonna get carved out next. And I love that the, the way that he slided. Do you think, Tara, that you're safe? The fucking super I was like, okay. And okay. much like in Casey Becker when uh Ghostface said, because I want to know who I'm looking at. You know. Camera zooms. And then mm-hmm. you get the moment of realization. She's like, oh shit. <laughs> and then they're just like, she's just like, fuck you, I'm not playing. And then he's like, oh. You know, I could kill Amber right now. Mm-hmm. And then shows live footage of Amber in her room, I guess. Yeah, Great. and they, she's kind of like uh, getting ready for something. I was like, I can kill her right now. I'll I was be like, in and out I... in two seconds. He was like, 
but you can answer. You was like, you will have to answer my game, my questions. I was like, no, I can't. Come on, start trivia. And I was like, and there was like a warm-up question. What is the name of the main character in the Stab movies? Sydney and Prescott, she, but she's like, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. <laughs> and then the, for, the first question was like, uh, uh, I was like, who? Uh, what was the second question? Shit. Uh, uh, who portrayed, I was like, uh, who portrayed the first person that dies in Stab? Oh, and yeah. she, and, and then, then she... she yeah, she immediately goes to Google, goes to IMDb, and we see all of the cast of, of Stab, and we, we see, it says right there, David Schwimmer, that is Dewey. We see the... Um, uh, Spelling, Spelling, Luke Wilson, and some new ones. We see that Vince Vaughn was uh, Stu. Yeah. And oh, Alicia Silverstone was... Tatum? Tatum. That's great. And we actually find out who plays Randy later in the movie. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was immediately like, what a cheap little bitch. <laughs> I mean, like, when did you think Ghostface would know that, though? Oh, I just imagined if I just imagined Drew Barry, which is like, oh, I don't know. And then she sees a magazine and she sees Fangoria. She's like, give me a moment. Like Casey Becker probably would have been. Oh, well, no, she probably wouldn't have been because she was panicking and shit. But mm -hmm. you can clearly see it's the same thing where it's just a moment of silence or it's multiple calls, mm -hmm. moments of silence, and then call again, and then it scares her. Tara is very clearly scared. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was who portrayed... Hey, who portrayed the first kill, and then she finds out that it's Heather Graham. And then the next one was like, who's the killer in the original stab? And then she's screaming, Billy Loomis, Billy Loomis. She's like, nope. Played by Luke Wilson. And she's no. like, no, that's the wrong answer. There was two killers in the original stab movie. Billy Loomis and Stu Marker. Nobody knows about Stu. That makes mm -hmm. me sad because he gave one hell of a performance. And also because it's kind of like a... It's um it's a swisheroo on the question with Casey about Friday the Thirteenth that the original killer was Jason's mother, but instead of like being Jason until showed up in the sequel. So I love that Ghostface still does this those trick questions. Yeah, it is a trick question. She even points it out. She's just like, "That's a trick question, asshole." And then you see, probably, I would say a brutal murder, but a good much like The Last Jedi, subverts those expectations, yes! right? But, man, Tara gets all cut up. She gets cut in the side. There's the scene in the trailer where she locks the doors from her phone, but keeps getting unlocked, and then mm -hmm. locked and unlocked. It's actually legit good horror. And the way that breaks the leg? Oh, no. She gets stabbed in the hand. Mm-hmm. Deep. Like Olivia? Yeah, or like Samara Weaving in Ready or Not. Yeah. And she's using her hand to make sure that the knife is not going into her. Hmm. But that turns out to be useless because she gets stabbed like four times as well as getting her leg broken. Yep. And they're about to finish the job. And then you it makes it look like that's that she's going to die, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess the cops showed up or whatever because she did call the police. Like yeah, because like of put the out, system. Put 
put it like a red alert and stuff like SOS. Mm-hmm. And then we get introduced to our new characters, I believe. Yeah, right? that's when we see Sam and Reggie. I think that was the name of Richie. Jack Quaid. Yeah, Richie. so we get Melissa Barrera, who I was Vanessa and in, in the Heights, and rising star and legacy child of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan, Jack Quaid, who apparently our friend Morgan calls uh, Discount Joshua Jackson. <laughs> Which, now that he said that, I can't get that out of my head. Mm-hmm. I always, I love him in The Boys. He's Huey. Yeah. Yeah, they work at a bowling alley, and then Sam is just out there. I guess they're out for a smoke break or whatever, and mm-hmm. Sam gets a call from somebody named Wes. Yep, not Craven. Not Craven, but it's the Wes name, Hicks. Name is a tribute, and he is played by Dylan Manek. Mm-hmm. And Hicks, yes, he is the son of Judy Hicks from Screen 4. That she didn't mention that she had a son in Screen 4. Well, that's <laughs> one of three. <laughs> so that's one. Yeah. Uh, continue on. and then after this we see that she gets the text and there was like oh, who did this and there was like oh it was a guy in a ghost face mask and then we go into Woodsboro High we see Mindy talking with about Tara with the girl with the pink stripes and I call her tall Aria because Aria in the <laughs> flashbacks from Pretty Liars have pink streaks uh, Liv yeah Liv and then, this is actually Liv's first movie Cool. And then we see she's a French model. I can totally see that. Yeah, yeah. And then we see the Amber, and we see also Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. Oh, Chad. Chad. Amazing. Yeah, another legacy child. Mm Hmm. And of course, he's the he's playing football, like his dad and Jerry Maguire. Yep, like in Jeremiah Wyatt. Oh, you think that was intentional? That. I would totally yeah. ask Mason Gooding that if I had the opportunity. We should ask, though. In Love, Victor, he plays basketball, though. Is there a Cuba Gooding Jr. movie that he plays basketball? Probably, at some point. Yeah. And so, did you notice that he was showing his guy? I was like, oh, they need to meet Hub and Shaw when they meet the, when we, we see the guy, the, the oh. guy with the muscle car. Oh, God, Kyle Gallner. Yeah, this dude named Vince apparently has been stalking Liv because they had a summer fling, and he's being a total creep on Instagram. <laughs> this whole scene is just—it's the fountain scene from the first screen, except yes. now it's just a bunch of benches, and they're like, meet our characters. You got Wes, who is the mama's boy, and just everybody shits on him, but he takes it mm-hmm. in stride. He's really cool. Um, you got Mindy and Chad. The twins of mm-hmm. Randy's sister, Martha. Why did you say that yeah. name? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like poetry of rhymes. We got Amber and we got Liv. And everybody is just, everybody knows that they are stereotypes. Too. Mm-hmm. They literally bring it out. But yeah, as soon as he said Hobbs and Shaw, I just went, oh my God. This I was afraid they were going to be really, like, really kind of like, dated jokes that were gonna it's gonna happen. date this movie for sure like, hubs and shaw come on i think that was the only one if i remember another dating joke we'll remember what we're going along from the in the movie but like hubs and shaw's like god damn it did you notice that he has some bruises on his on his arm 
that he maybe they were hinting that he had these steroids. The character of Mason. Now that you mention it, they did say that they he had focus bruises. really quick that he has bruises like around here in the arm. That makes that would make a lot of sense. He's just like I got it from football practice. They're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. But they're all just you know accusing themselves of the killer. This is actually one of the problems I have with the movie because in the original, you know, they sort of like are jokingly confer- um um. <laughs> Giving exposition about themselves? They're giving exposition as well as semi-accusing themselves. But that's just they're them fucking around. They don't mean it. They're all friends. They're just like, well, and if you're the killer, you know, they're just having a fun with it. Here it feels like... Pointing the having, finger. Yeah, it's more pointing the finger. It's like, are you actually... Are you trying to make it fun? Or are you just trying to be... You're just all trying to be meta. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, that's one of my complaints, my, one of my small complaints about the movie, though, because it feels like the movie's going too fast. I think we needed maybe, like, five more minutes with the kids, like, getting to know them before we jump into the hospital scene when they go to visit Tara and they meet Sam. Because, like you say, I think we needed to see them in school and maybe reacting that Tara got attacked. I know it will feel like repetitive because we have seen it in the other screen movies, but I think we needed to know more about them. Yeah, maybe. But we we know what we need to know. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the hospital, and then Sam comes there as well. Oh, yeah, Richie tags along, and he's being the supportive dorky Jack Quaid. And the, yeah. He's basically playing Huey from The Boys. And I like his little joke in the car. It was like, oh, yeah, it's because in Woodsboro, there's this guy, Ghostface, that he shows up like every few years and he has a mask. It's like, so like Halloween. No, 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 no. It's like, he shows up like every 10 years. It's because like, it's not like I'm making kind of like a commentary on something. I was like, so like Halloween. (laughs) I laughed at that joke. That was That was a good one. And then Amber is really overprotective over Tara and immediately gives this thing to Sam. And I'm like, mm. I was like, uh, um, suspicion. I was like, I was like, Mindy, you're on my suspect list right now. And then we see that Tara is fine. And then Sam was like, I will be staying here with you and I want to take care of you. But then we cut into Sam going to kind of like a break room in the hospital and she's drinking some pills and then she lifts up and she sees something in the mirror. This is the thing that I did not expect it at all. I did not make a fucking theory about it. Nobody if did. You're... Fucking surprise. We see Billy's Loomis's ghost in the mirror. Played once again by Ski Ulrich. And he looks mm-hmm. good. Like, I like how it's literally how it's the last thing that he died in and mm-hmm. everything. With the shirt and the whole stain. It's exactly the same, the same hairdo. Oh, the terrible hairdo. But yeah, it, this is something that I wanted to point out, much like Scream 3. Please. Where they tried to do the whole Maureen ghost thing. This is how you do the ghost thing right. Yeah. Because this is all in Sam's head. It's mm-hmm. not literal. It's not saying, oh, this is actually happening. No, no, no. This is all just like in her head. And why is Billy's ghost in her head? Well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll very, get there. Very shortly. 
Very shortly. I was oh, yeah. surprised they, how quickly we know. Yeah, and they also set up. They're like, Sam knows something. She has a secret. That's why mm-hmm. through exposition that she went away. She hasn't been home in a couple of years mm-hmm. with her sister. And something happened. Mm-hmm. And then there's when we see the guy from the muscle car getting killed. Because we see the kid. The oh, yeah, the later bar. that. Yeah, they go to a bar and he he's a, he is a creep. And mm-hmm. then, Do you really the song when the muscle car uh, turns on, turns on, and we heard the original song from Nick Cave in the original Scream movies, like dun 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 dun. Oh, what's <laughs> the name of the song? Yeah, but I was like, ah, oh, that's a pretty cool reference. And then after this, we go back to the to the hospital, and Sam gets a phone call from the killer. I was like, I was like, she's like, I know your little secret. And I'm like, I was like, 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 Kay was like, I was like, I know your secret. I knew what the secret was very early. They make it pretty Mm -hmm. clear. They made it pretty obvious. It was like, it's like, I wanted to touch your sister. Now I'm going to torture you now because you left her. I was like, and she's like, come on, fuck face. Face me right now with pleasure. And just right behind her, I was like, that was fucking cool. That was really fucking cool, that transition with pleasure. I was like, and immediately I task her, and I love how she defends herself with one of those hospital chairs. <laughs> that was pretty damn cool. Oh, yeah, and we also forgot to say, Judy Hicks is now the sheriff. Yes. And she mm-hmm. has her own line of, uh, she has a useless deputy. We don't have two deputies, but we have one... <laughs> He's basically Anyone? useless. And he's just outside of the break room. But then, of course, Sam is like, help, help, I'm getting attacked in the break room. And then he goes in, to his credit, actually immediately goes in there. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh, they're not there. Okay. Cool. But And then we see, we go back to the hospital room with Tara and Judy is questioning Sam and Amber and Richie. Yeah, yeah, she's right. interrogating everybody, and she's a being a total bitch. Oh, especially to Sam. There's some story between those two. To be fair, that's just like it's she. We know that Judy was just the kid that always got picked on, mm-hmm. or was in the shadows, and now has the power. Yes. And I love that Jack Quay was like, a, "No, I was here. I was watching Netflix. He was watching Stab. One of the Stabs. I think he was watching Stab Eight, though." <laughs> maybe but yeah then amber's like yeah real alibi i already knew like suspicious i was like mm-hmm. why is she so rude to everybody and overprotective like, she's being way too overprotective and then judy leaves and immediately judy was like uh i was like it tells us that you bring trouble and was like i want you to get out of here of this town it was the and i was like oh what a bitch and then she goes back to the room. This is a moment that I don't remember well, even though I've seen the movie twice. Is this the moment where she tells the truth to to Tara? Because we're in the hospital many times. I believe so. And then she's just like, uh, guys, I got to talk with Tara alone. Mm-hmm. Or at first, like when they first meet, Tara gives her a hug and stuff. And then she's really good acting from Jenna Ortega, by the way. Yes. Like, she really sells being scared well. And she's just like, I was so afraid. And she's crying and everything. And she's just like, hey, hey, it's okay. I'm here. And 
Yeah, then once she tells everybody to leave, um, then I believe... She tells a story. She tells uh, the story. Yeah, she why said she left. She left because she went into the, her basement to, because she wanted attic. to do... Yeah, attic, sorry. She went to her attic because she wanted to do something like for school or something. She was curious about the anniversary of her parents. And then she found a diary of her mother's read about it but she find out in the diary when her mother was pregnant she was dating with her uh, supposedly father but also her mother was having an affair with billy loomis so when she got pregnant of billy loomis she told her father to that it was his that it was his to propose and when I go to it, and then I went to face my a mother, and I threw her diary in the face. My our father was behind us. He knew in that moment. That's why dad left. I was the reason that caused the separation of our parents. You don't just have power; you have you his, have power. his power. You're you're his daughter. You are a Loomis. Dun dun dun! Plot <laughs> twist, and then Tara appropriately is like. Get the fuck out. Yep. No, she's like furious and she's just like, I'm so sorry for all of this. And mm-hmm. yeah, Tara's just trying to process this, but she's pissed. She's like, mm-hmm. but I feel like she was more pissed that she hadn't told her sooner mm-hmm. than the fact that she, that Sam is Billy's kid. Because mm-hmm. of course, Billy would have get around. Yeah. Because he was a dumb bag. I mean, look, did you look at his hair? Mm hmm. <laughs> And then after this... When oh, yeah, and get... um, Richie was listening in, by the way. Cause... Yeah, and Richie was like... A, and then yeah. Sam was like, a, this is the moment in a horror movie when people in the audience scream, get the fuck out. So I'm telling you now, Richie, I'm the daughter of a psychopath. Get the fuck out. And to his credit, he's like, yeah, this is kind of freaking me out a little bit, but no, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay. And you're like, ah, he's good. He's, and then, being, uh, he's being like the best supportive boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He's being like the best boyfriend ever. He's being like a de- like Derek. He's very much like Derek. Yeah. And so, and then uh, Jack Quaid was like, hey, so what are we going to do now? And she and Sam was like, we need to go to an expert. And then we get our hand Solo introduction. I mean, do we? <laughs> <laughs> he might, well, or Luke Skywalker, depending Technically, on. though. Kind of. very Luke Skywalker, but uh, we see that Dewey has his home in a trailer park mm-hmm. and he's just he's retired from the force the and... force or the police force <laughs> the police. <laughs> <laughs> you, think, you think that's what jedi do um, yeah they just retire from the force <laughs> oh uh, god you know he's sitting there and we find out that him and gail divorced much mm-hmm. like in real life and yeah he is watching her morning show i think it's good morning america actually i think it's a good morning with gail or something but yeah but she, has, she has america. a she has a morning news show mm-hmm. now and dewey's just he's just the sad old man that mm. you're just you feel so bad for him there's a easter egg of what apparently is tatum's ashes mm-hmm. and richie it- and um sam are just like, we need to talk to you about Ghostface. And he's just like, yeah, no, get out. I don't do interviews. I don't do interviews. He just wants to be left alone. He just wants to be left alone to die. (laughs) 
You see what I mean? This uh, when I say that this movie is literally. I just imagine Sam saying, "Master Riley, Master Riley, go away, <laughs> go away." <laughs> he literally says, "Go away." Yeah, he's like, "Fuck off," and then they're just like, "But then, of course, Sam." Weird thing though, um, Sam immediately starts telling people that she's Billy's kid. Yeah, I was like, you need to be careful with that data though, because this is a small town. And with everybody, everybody's a suspect. Everybody's a suspect, and also we live in the era of technology. If someone hears that, someone's gonna DM someone on Twitter or Instagram, and then it's gonna go all out. Yeah, she's not being silent about it either. She's just openly saying it. I'm like. You think that nobody's going to hear that? You know how many phones Mm -hmm. would just be out recording that? Or somebody's bound to have a phone recording that. Mm -hmm. And then it gets passed on the internet and then you're done. But then that's what causes him. He's just like, okay, you got two minutes. What do you need to know? And then Dewey tells the new rules. The reinterpretation of the rules according to him. It's like there's three rules to survive a stab movie. Never one. Never trust a love interest. That means you. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, why? I was like, uh, maybe you kill, maybe you come to to stab her sister. And I was like, no, I was with her the whole time. Ah, convenient. So yeah. Maybe you're a fan of the stab movie, so maybe you like, wanted to know about Woosboro and her. It's like, no, I didn't I knew nothing about her before I met her. But he's also just like, yeah, they might seem cute and innocent at first, but then third act, bloodbath, they're going to be gunning for your head. Mm-hmm. Then number two, it's always related to the friend group of the first victim. No, 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 that's the third one. The second one the is one. it's always something in the past. Yeah, sorry, I got it backwards. So it's always related to someone in the past. The number three we already mentioned is someone related to the friend group of the, fr- of the victim. Do you have a friend group? Yeah, let's go meet them at mm-hmm. Randy's place. And then, uh, yes, or, because or Dewey said, at, I'm not at, gonna help you. Oh, yeah. Then Dewey's just like, Yeah, that's your two minutes. Now get off my property. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm done. And they're just like, You won't help. And he's like, Kid, I've been stabbed like nine times. I have nerve, uh, permanent nerve damage in my hands. Uh, I got a limp. It's, it's not, I've done this way too many times. Mm-hmm. But then he looks at the uh, TV screen at Gail. And he, I think that's what inspires him is because of Gale. He's like, maybe and also I can see Gale again. he calls Sydney. Yep, and then he calls Sydney, and she is having a run, suburban white momming it up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she's having a run with her newborn, and uh, oh yeah, did you catch that they said is Mark and the kids okay? Yeah, so it means that Patrick Dempsey's alive and, and well, she, and they, they got married. They got married and had apparently three children, so good for them. Uh, but this is my question about the timeline, though. Did they hook up and marry after Screen 4, or they were already married by Screen 4? They were probably still seeing each other by Maybe. Screen 4. I think this was after Screen 4, though, too. Yeah. Where are you at, Patrick Dempsey? You're not on Grey's Anatomy anymore. You got time. Maybe for the sequel. <laughs> and the sequel. <laughs> and then, and then of course, the trailer line, I was like, do you have a gun? And I was like, I'm motherfucking Sidney Prescott. Of course I have a gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, Dewey, knowing that Gail's on the air, yes. um, sends her an email. This is another great... A text message. Text message. And I love... It still proved that... 
after all these years, David Arquette still is Deputy uh, Dewey. Because mm-hmm. he's just like, Ghostface is back again. Thought you'd love to know. Hope you're doing well, smiley face. And he's just like, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's the Dewey we know. Yeah, that, that was pretty Dewey. And then after this, we see Sam and Richie getting out of their car, going to see the kids. And then the entrance of Dewey already clean up and we hear dun 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 he's his intro music oh yeah and we like, see him open the box with his deputy badge and he has his gun in there and everything and I was just like mm-hmm. come on Master Luke do it one last time we only needed instead of Yoda was Randy like a force goes oh deputy Dewey always looking at the horizon <laughs> or we, we needed um just like a western twang because this is like the cowboy's last ride. Yep. That's it's crazy. And then they end up at Mindy and Chad's place. Because mm-hmm. I guess they're just watching Stab. They have they have the box set and everything. And mm-hmm. there's a whole mural dedicated to Randy. And with that really creepy painting of his graduation photo, he's pro <laughs> he's pro <laughs> Because it turns out this is where we learn that Mindy and Chad are not only twins, but they are Martha Meeks's children. Mm-hmm. And Martha's there serving sandwiches as well. And it's just like, hi, guys. Hope, hope you're doing good. And With then her 22nd sees... cameo. Yep. And then she even says, she sees Dewey. And then she's just like, Dewey, oh my God, how are you? And it was just nice and cordial. But everyone is just like, or Sam and Richie are just like, everybody, this is uh, Dewey Riley. He's been mm-hmm. through this. And he's like, yeah, hey, how, how's it going? And he's just awkwardly just sitting there. Yeah. And then we get the entire, I wish we had the monologue for Mindy explaining what a requel is. Yeah, this is what I remember. And because Sam says, I was like, uh, yes, I'm Billy, Billy Loomis's uh, the daughter. So, and then Mindy says, oh, so maybe this is a rebuco. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then Wes was like, what would, what would it be that? Especially because it was like, what if we already are suspects? And then Dewey sells like a maybe. And then so it was like, a, maybe him as a suspect says to, to Dewey, why would it be me? Uh, excuse me, you were a, a sheriff and now you went into the battle and you just lost your wife. I think you have a pretty good motive. Good point taken. Dewey's like, <laughs> Dewey's like good one. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then, like, in Scream 4, Wes is just like, wait, if they're killing people... Because um, Liv was just like, oh, my God, I figured out how Vince... Why Vince was killed. Mm -hmm. And um, he is the son of Stu Mocker's sister. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, who? And Stu Mocker, he was the accomplice to Billy. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. So it was Stu's nephew apparently yeah and so then and they're like well what is the rules of a rebuco they asked and i was like well nowadays hollywood doesn't cannot make a straight up sequel or remake because if you do a remake then people will get pissed off because the original cast is not there but if you do a sequel without the the original characters everybody's gonna get pissed off too so you have to do a rebuco when you Make honor for the le- legacy characters and points to Dewey, and 
introduce new characters. I was like, a lot of people have done it before. Star Wars did it, Ghostbusters, Flatliners. I was like, and I was like, well, what is the rules of a rebuco? Well, you also have to be careful though, because then you can get an entry in the franchise that can divide everyone. Especially that stat movie that came out last year. And then we see Liv. She's like, oh, yeah, that one directed by the guy that directed Knives Out. Yeah, you're you're one of the only few people that liked it. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> Ryan Johnson made Star 8. Oh, man, it's crazy. And then Mindy, this is the other thing that I remember that she says. So, the other thing that, what would it be connected to Rebuco? And then she points out to... Her and her brother were related to Randy. They point out about the guy with the Mosoka with too. They point out that she's related to Billy Loomis. And they're like, well, who could be the killer? Amber says, like, well, it could be you. And points to Sam. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I was like, you could be the, the killer because you're related to Billy Loomis. And that would be the most perfect way to do a rebuco because you're... Every staff movie had a different person in the gold face mask, but it was not the same effect. So if you're going to do a rebuco, it has to be somewhat related to the original. What would be a great twist that Billy Loomis' daughter is the killer in the rebuco? Oh, yeah. And everybody um, also, or Wes is just like, wait a minute. If they're killing everybody from the past, oh, man, I might be next. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. Your mom's the sheriff. Yeah, no, I was like, your mom is a sherry, and also your mother was a character in one of the inferior sequels. And I'm like, Mindy, you bitch. Mindy. But I still like you, though. <laughs> yeah, she was one of my new favorite characters. Yeah, she was amazing. Not up there with Kirby, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we're yes. going to get there. <laughs> oh, have we gotten to that scene? Not yet. With uh, Jack Quaid um, watching... YouTube. YouTube. With those... With a great cameo. Okay. Just say it. Just say yeah, the okay. scene. Yeah. So Jack Quaid is looking up, like doing his research on the Stab movies. And one of them, uh, there's a YouTube video and we got the douche tubers or whatever. They're just like, <laughs> why do they just call it Stab? Uh, or yeah, why why are they calling it Stab whatever? Or just like Stab. Why not just call it like Stab 8 or Stab mm-hmm. 9? And uh, those are actual YouTubers. Um, that is James and Chelsea from Dead Meat, and I love mm-hmm. them to death. I would love to interview them someday. And on the right-hand corner, in the recommended section, we see Woodsboro survivor Kirby, Kirby Reed. Reed. And we see a picture of Hayden Panettiere doing one of those. I forget what that. Uh, it looked pretty, look pretty kind of like. Oh, what are those? It's the like one with the minutes. No, it's the one with like the audience. And, um, the glass. Know, yeah, yeah, I know what it is, but uh, I'll, I'll look it up later. It looks like the Today Show, I think. It's not the Today Show. It's it's oh. something on YouTube where it's they do interviews and stuff. And, clever. No, it's not clever. I will I will get to you later. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, Kirby survived. Kirby after survived. A decade of speculating and many people believing that she was dead. Kirby Reed has survived. And possibly returns for the sequel if they make so, a sequel. Hashtag Kirby for Scream 2 2024. Ha- or, or hashtag Kirby Lives. Yeah, or hashtag Kirby for Scream 6. But, yes, but yeah, that makes me so happy. And she gets a special sh- uh, sh- uh, thank you in, in the end. Mm-hmm. And also, 
I love that in the video that they're comparing Bastabate and they're doing the same thing as those people that hit the last generation. So it says lazy storytelling, changing the rules. And then we see us the, with that ghost face with the, uh, the all in silver with the flamethrower. So that was Ryan Johnson's <laughs> choice for Ghostface. <laughs> he would totally do that. Though. He would totally do that. Um, and so, um, after Sam gets accused that she could be the killer, she runs she, out. She runs out like Ray in The Force Awakens. <laughs> always, always running away from her problems, or just <laughs> waiting for somebody that will never come. Yeah. Ah. Oh yeah, and as she's driving, because Richie, of course, is just like, "Wait, I want to go with you." And then she's just like, "Fuck you, Sam." I mean, Ray. But no, <laughs> she ends up driving, and then another Billy vision where he's just like, "You know, you can't deny it. You have the urge. You have that serial killer urge. Find the killer and draw and and it was like stab some guts." And I'm like. Ah, uh, if it was so for so awakened, I just imagine Sam. I will finish. Why you started? Oh, and also, um, much like Scream Four, almost car accident, but they yep. stop it at the last minute. Mm-hmm. The very few references to three, but they are there, including Gail saying something about like, and when I had bangs, yeah, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great. And then we get into the fucking moment that subverted. My fucking expectation that I did not saw it coming. Judy's scene. Oh, yes. We see um, Wes and Judy. They're preparing dinner. It's going to be sushi. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to go up in the shower. By the way, Dylan Minnette got ripped. Mm-hmm. I don't know why or how, but like, I was like, okay, did not expect that. And... Um, it's nice father or nice mother son relationship. Although he is very much a mama's boy. <laughs> yep. And because we see that Judy's gonna go and pick up the sushi because she doesn't want to do postmates because she and I quote, I don't want the sushi to get stale. And I'm like, Judy, you know me. That joke was meant for me. I like to pick up my sushi too. <laughs> I don't like delivery. Yeah. And, and so then we get probably the best scenes in the movie. Like yeah. in terms of like straight up horror, there is mm-hmm. a critique. Um, that I would change in this scene, but for the most part, this is like really good. I'll let yes, you, you explain. It that. feels the most Wes Craven, the Very whole West. Judy and Wes scene, which is a fitting because one of the characters' names is Wes, which mm-hmm. is direct tribute to Wes Craven. So Judy's on the phone, and Emilio's like, "Hello, Sheriff Judy." I was like, "How much will you know? Will you?" was like, how much do you care about your boy, your baby boy? And I was like, please don't do it. Like, uh, he he's so nice. Please don't kill my baby boy. It's going to be too late. Was like, uh, have you heard about the movie Psycho? And then he's already, like, we see already uh, Wes already, like, a shirtless, uh, naked. We, of course, we don't. It's already well, 2022. It's implied. But he's, it's implied. He's- he gets into the shower, and we see the shower shot, the shower head, the shower head shot like in Psycho. And then when Judy was like, no! And then she immediately goes back. Turns on the pe- uh, police siren, too. Yeah, well, she speeds away. Guns and it. Did, did you notice another thing that I noticed in the whole movie the second time? No one has an iPhone. Conver- going back to Ryan Johnson. Oh, and this Max is another out, thing. Everybody the has- iPhone thing. 
Everybody has an Android. Yeah, everybody has an Android. That never happens. And everybody has visible. And there was a visible poster when Judy goes back to to her house. And I'm like, Screen 5 brought to you by Visible. A visible it's, it's like in The Amazing Spider-Man when he uses the Bing search bar. Yeah! <laughs> it's just one of those things where you're just like, okay, they were sponsored by somebody. And then we see Judy. She was like, no, Wes, I'm here. And when she gets to the door, Ghostface stabs her right there in the stomach. No, not even to the door, at the porch. At the porch? And then throws her outside of the porch by the steps and stabs her like like seven or eight times stabs the crap out of her too but yep. it's in broad daylight which is you never see that something pretty new i mean like the only other time in scream where it's in broad daylight was randy's death but that was in a yeah. van but you never people could have just been walking by it's pretty mm -hmm. ballsy the ghost face killer and then what i don't like about this scene is that ah. they do the fake out like oh it's just like you think that Ghostface is going to get him in the shower, but no, it's not. Or like he's opening the door from the from bathroom his room. to his room. You, nope. Uh, and then you think it's going to be by the refrigerator. Nope. Nope. By the garage door. No, nope. because no, he was getting, getting the soy. Yeah, and it's like four times. Maximum amount of times you could do it is two. And that's pushing it. Mm -hmm. But then finally, as he reaches the front door... Um, I think that's when Ghostface comes. Or does yeah? He he locks the door, turns around, and Ghostface is right there, pushes him against the door, and that's when it stabs him in the neck, in the side. And it's slow, it's fucking slow. It's really but good. it's a great special effect. And also, I really like also kind of like a final note to Judy before he went to the main door. He sees on the on the fridge, I was like, hey, Wes, I've made some lemon squares for you. And I'm like, ah! Oh. What a good mom. I was like, what a good mom. Even though her lemon squares taste like ass. Oh, God damn it. They, they, and, they, they don't. They don't actually and then taste like ass. Wes dies. I thought that the lemon was going to make it for the third act. I thought he was going to get killed in the house when I was well, seeing the trailers. Uh, when I saw the trailers, I was just like, I didn't know who to expect because they really only focused on the legacy characters, mm -hmm. right? And I knew that Sam was going to be fine because she's our new Cindy, right? Yeah. And then I'm just, everybody's kind of like shocked. They're just like, yeah, no, Sheriff died. Mm -hmm. That never happens. Well, and now it does. And this is Gail's arrival? Yeah, because Gail comes and she just sees Dewey right there as well because um sam obviously heard about it and it was like um all, everybody's at the hicks house and then mm -hmm. she says to the deputy she's like okay who's protecting my sister because mm -hmm. nobody's there and then she goes to the hospital and so, Dewey goes along yes but before that uh dewey and day and gail i almost said dale <laughs> gail reunite and they have a one of their tried and true uh dewey and gale talks mm -hmm. they're han solo and leah moment in force awakens it really is i was just like you changed your hair for me i would have <laughs> said you changed your face because like man courtney cox she did something to her face it's 
very yeah, distracting. Yeah, because she did Botox around Cougar Town. That's why well, her face looked really bad. It's it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as Jennifer Grey's nose, but man, is it like it's distracting. Like David mm-hmm. Arquette's old, but you know he's he's looking okay. Nev Campbell looks amazing. Fucking amazing like she is the definition of aging gracefully she's hardly she's like john stamos she's hardly aged like also, it's, it's crazy also damn you hollywood why you're not using Neb campbell for a big tv show or more movies it's like she looks yeah. fucking amazing yeah she is she is great um but then they we get to that and it's just like i feel like it none of this was in the script it was just literally david arquette and Courtney Cox just talking about like yeah we feel it like improv I tried Mm -hmm. for like three months and apparently it was just like but you were always destined to be in Woodsboro and you're not Mm -hmm. and then they're just like it's good to see you good to see you too they're like don't mention the Death Star I mean don't 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 mention Woodsboro (laughs) (laughs) and then do we goes with with Tara and then we see Sam that was Sam. Yeah, with Sam, sorry. And then we see Tara in the hospital. The whole hospital, we see that the lights go out. She gets into her wheelchair. Oh, yeah. My God. The fucking bloody hand that she got stabbed and she's trying to move the wheelchair with her weight. God damn. Yeah, and you see that the blood is like... starting to The wound is starting to open up and she's Mm -hmm. clearly in a lot of pain. Because she has a broken leg, she has a a hole in her hand mm-hmm. covered by a cast, and she manages to put herself in a wheelchair, get herself out of the hospital bed, mm-hmm. and wheel herself to the front desk because she knows something's up. She sees one of the deputies that was protecting her already yeah, dead. The deputy's dead, and then they have uh richie finds her oh yeah she she hits richie over the head of the phone really hard too mm-hmm. and he's just like what the fuck i came to find you suspicious boyfriend timing am i right yeah. this is like the fourth time this has happened in this franchise yeah and then goldfish shows up and he stabs uh richie and kind of like um by the by the arm exactly like jill from the screen in screen four or like like Derek or like Derek I was expecting that and then we have our good chase scene the thing on the mask that he already has the changer right there in the mask oh that was a really cool touch that there's the voice changer on the mask it's not a device it's not a stupid thing like in Scream 3 where it can mimic anybody's voice thank god thank god (laughs) And then he calls the and then grabs the phone of Richie. I was like, "Oh, Sam, I'm gonna give, gonna give you a new game. You can choose right now. Is your dumb boyfriend gonna die or your sister? Come on, let One die is- the woman you love or suffer the, <sighs> the little, little children." Thing. And she's gotten flipped out off her um, wheelchair. So once again, she is crawling away in pain. Mm-hmm. Second time this movie. And a great shot of Ghostface just walking slowly, talking with the phone. It looks pretty damn cool. And so it was like, a, please don't do this. I don't want to choose. Come on, you have to choose so you don't have the balls to be in this franchise. And she's like, maybe I was stalling. And we see the elevator opening and do we boom, they shoes Ghostface. 
in the chest a couple of times. And then shoots her first at the chest and then Ghostface runs away. They grab the girl and Richie and then they go to the elevator. But then Ghostface attacks Dewey again. And that's when Dewey shoots Ghostface three times in the chest. Kind of like Roman. And then Ghostface gets technically pushed by the bullets. But one kind of like those, I don't know how to say that in English. When the, you put out a lot of awards in like glass. Oh, yeah. Cabinet, the, in the, you mean the display case? Yeah. A display case. Thank you. And so gets pushed up by a display case and then goes back to check on the children at the elevator. And he's like, no, no, no. I, they always said that you had to shoot them in the head. Which, to and be was, fair, that's a good reason. Much like Zombieland, double tap. It's a good reason, yes. But in the same time, I'm like, God damn it, do but we? No, I, they're also, I, but they're also like smartly like, no, stay, stay in here. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I got to do this. And I was just like, man, you're just, this is, that's the kiss of death right there. Yep. I was like, he, he wanted this. He wanted his big hero moment. Mm-hmm. and then heartbreaking i we knew this was gonna happen we knew it like both of us before the movie released we were like no dewey's gonna bite it but yeah um get stabs in the stomach and the back and the back and ghostface uses his his whole way to go even deeper going uh, going high enough and lift up and down and it's, ah! just like, it's an honor so that whole it's an honor thing that was just edited from yeah it's just rearranged. from that scene yeah it was only for dewey it was an honor it was but yeah dewey's pour one out for dwight riley that's ah. his real name sheriff, sheriff. dewey riley pour one out for the, for a homie one of the ogs too gone and yeah no dewey dies and ghostface escapes and um, we see uh gail arriving to the hospital and get the dramatic you, music the dramatic music it feels pretty kind of like star wars also too that are seeing like the body also you know what it reminded me the music when gail is seeing the body back it reminded me of harry potter and the Goblet of fire Remember that's my son my my boy oh god but no i just went well He's our Han Solo for the movie. Yep. And then we see Gail crying. And that's when Sydney shows up. At the and hospital. remember that I told you months before the movie came out. The only reason that Sydney will go back to Woodsworth is because Dewey's going to die. Not because of Gail. Oh, no. As soon as like, the trailers showed Dewey like alone in the hospital um, reloading his revolver. And I just mm-hmm. went, oh, no, he's done. He's done. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else there. They're clearly um, Dewey was going to bite it. Mm-hmm. And if anybody was going to bite it from the legacy cast, it would be Dewey. Because mm-hmm. he's cheated death already too many times. Many times. Many times. Man, has he got through. And honestly, it's kind of a mercy killing at this point because like, what was he going to do anyway? Yeah. But then, yeah, Sam also makes up with Tara. Mm-hmm. And she just explains, yeah, I'm just mad that... Or I was just mad you didn't tell me that. And mm-hmm. then Sam is just like, no, there's another reason. It's because I'm afraid I'm going to end up like him, which is mm-hmm. a legitimate fear. 
and she's just like i'm sorry that i didn't tell you this but i'm i'm not leaving you again and then they then they, they kiss make up. Mm-hmm. yeah they're leaving woodsboro and as they're leaving they're just like let's get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. let's never go back because as you know running away seems to be a big thing for sam that's not mm-hmm. a good thing you should never run away from your problems yep and then immediately even sam dodges uh, uh sydney because sydney says like this has happened to me a lot and i think pretty sure you're gonna be the new one and now it's gonna go to you. And I was like, "Lady, I'm nothing like you. Kind of like Ray. I'm, I'm, I don't want the force. I don't want nothing to do with this." And I was like, "Lady, you are exactly like her. Yep. You must accept your destiny. You must accept that you are the Avatar." <laughs> yes. But yes. Um. Then they go in. I love it. Richie's just like, "Oh, hey, what's up? I know you are Sydney Prescott." Um. Mm-hmm. It's a bit awkward, uh, but Gail and Sydney are just like, come on, we can help. And then uh, she's just like, um, Sam is just like, OK, so you want me to help you kill uh, a person? You want a morning show talk host and an author to kill somebody. Yeah, no, that pretty yeah. much sums it up. Yeah, and I love that Gail is like, a, 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 more, you show more respect to her because you know that rule that it always goes back to the original. Here she is, like this, she's the original. Gail speaking for everybody. You showed this woman respect, which yep. you should. Mm-hmm. Sydney fucking Prescott, that's who. She is the final girl next to Ellen Ripley and Sarah yeah. Connor. And then Sam gets into the car. But then they leave away and Gail's like, fuck, what are we going to do now? And then Sydney was like, don't worry, I put out a tracker in, in her in her back. I think it was in the back or in the car. And he was like, wow. And then she was like, that would be a Gail move. Gail's like, yeah, that, that would be my, my that kind mom, of move. That is, a, that is a mom move. Yeah, that is they a mom also emphasize she's just like, I'm a mom now and there's nothing that will stop me to getting home to my kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's kind of Cool. So Sydney's even more determined. She's a well-seasoned, fully developed character at this point. I mean, she she already was, but now it's just like it's nice to see that she has not grown bitter or anything. That's why we had Dewey. And then we get to the uh, the third act. Um, so it turns out the trio are leaving, and uh, they established earlier that Tara. Um, is an asthmatic because she needs mm-hmm. an inhaler and mm-hmm. she's going through her bag and she doesn't have her second inhaler and then they're like okay can't we just stop by a pharmacy or something and she's like no and they're like can we make it to uh, modesto i believe yeah modesto mm-hmm. yeah and then she's like no i can't and then richie's just like okay do you have anywhere else that you can get um a a inhaler? Mm-hmm. and they're like maybe amber's house and then yeah, I left my spare one in Amber's house. Very convenient. But mm-hmm. yeah, she can't find it in her bag. So they go to Amber's house, mm-hmm. where Amber is having a fucking great party mm-hmm. to honor Wes's memory. And we see that uh, they're taking shots and everything, and it seems like Chad's taking it pretty tough. And even Liv is just like, really, this is how you're honoring Wes's memory? You're taking shots, and he's just like, this is my way of coping with losing a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. And we see Mindy, who 
totally cool. I would totally do this at a party where she's just drinking beer, smoking weed, and just watching horror movies. Yep. Like, hell yeah, that's what you should do at a party. That's And flirting <laughs> with a girl. That girl looked cute, though. Yeah. And uh, can you really blame her? She's just like, hey, I'm going to make a move on that girl. And then mm-hmm. uh, Chad, dumbest thing that he, or maybe might have saved his life, actually. Yeah. Because him and Liv are making out on the couch, and then Liv is just like, I want to do it. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, uh... I'm going to have to pass on that <laughs> because maybe we're you're the killer. She, of course, is just like, what the hell is wrong with you? You're accusing mm-hmm. me of murder, asshole. I'm literally giving you this opportunity to get laid. Mm-hmm. And then he's also just like, yeah, also, um, I, I don't want to die. Yeah. And then... Live, live, uh, leaves the house and in then a half. We, in a half, and then we see Mindy. She's looking at the scene in stab when Randy is talking about the rules, and then uh, Chad is like, "Don't you think this is really, really kind of like weird and really creepy that you're watching our uncle the way, and especially we're gonna get to his scene where he gets stabbed." I was like, it's like a way of honoring his memory. Yeah, I mean, this already drunk. I was like, I don't care. I was like, she just wants to enjoy the movie. No, she's not drunk. She's just high as shit. Well, yeah, she was high. Sorry. Yeah, and uh, I love that. Um, um, Liv is also pissed at Mindy because Mindy's just accusing everyone, I guess, or just like she's pointing out all the things that everybody wants to say. <laughs> and then Liv is just not having any of it. And then she disappears. Yeah. And, and then, then um, Chad gets a message. Ah, uh, the uh, find my iPhone thing. Yeah, the find my iPhone thing. I don't know if this is a real thing. Uh, no, the find my iPhone is real, but they put it out here in, in this version in the movie. There's kind of like a fire, kind of like a Pokemon Go kind of feel. It really that, did feel like, or like an Uber or something. Yeah, so technically... At the beginning of the movie, it was kind of like a throwaway line that she didn't want it to share her location because she didn't want it the jealous boyfriend. So now she sends the request to him. I was like, yeah, I do want to share my location. And Chad accepts the request. And kind of like Pokemon Go, kind of like Uber, sees that she's really on the back of the house. And he's already in the front. But when he turns around, goes for his attacks, taps him in the leg. And then runs in the back and then throws the phone away to try to get away. But no, then Ghostface tackles him, stabs him like six times on the side by the stem, by by the liver, I think. Oh, Almost. yeah. But no, everybody gets really messed up in this movie and mm-hmm. gets stabbed multiple times, too. And really fast, Ghostface in this one's like... Like, damn, just give him the flash and run for his money. Yeah. And then after this is with we... and then for sure I thought that Chad was going to be dead. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure he was supposed to be dead, but I feel like much like Dewey, test audiences didn't like that. I did. I do know that in test audiences, Mindy was dead in the original cut, and because of test audiences, she survived. Well, I mean, good on them because yeah, Mindy's because Mindy's great. fucking cool. Yeah, speaking of Mindy, it brings me to my <laughs> next point, which is um that um oh yeah um the richie sam and tara go there because tara needs the inhaler (laughs) and 
as Gail and Sydney are driving, uh, Sydney's like, oh shit, this address. And they're like, mm-hmm. what? Oh shit. Turns out Amber's house was Stu's house. Mm-hmm. So And then immediately Sydney calls uh, Sam. I was like, a lady, I don't want to talk to you. Well, someone is sending you a trap, girl, because you're a Stumacher's house. And then I love that fucking shot all backwards. It feels like Prince and Raimi. It's like, oh, fuck, that she doesn't even realize that this could, this could be a trap. And I love that girl is driving. She's like, a, I'm the one that started all of this. You know, we have not written that book about your mother. No, 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 says Sydney. Billy Loomis started this. It was not you, Gail. Actually, it was Roman Bridger, but we... No, no. We don't do that here. Yeah, she reckoned Roman. <laughs> it's the one Scream sequel that, that people retcon, even though I still like... I just like Scream I still B. like it, though, but it's because of the reveal, though. That's the, that's the only problem with that movie, is the reveal, though. Yeah. But, again, it, back to my point on Mindy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a scene where Amber's getting more beer and Mindy goes down and then Amber's like, what the fuck? Cause she jump scares her. <laughs> and, uh, then Mindy's just like, I'm doing this because I don't know if you're the killer or if you're going to get killed. And then Amber's like, okay, very funny. How would you know that? And then Mindy goes, because I'm the killer. I'm just messing with you. I'm not, but <laughs> you see what I mean? Don't trust anybody. And mm-hmm. then Amber's just like you first, you're learning. Good. Yeah. It was very flirty. Too. I was like, yeah, I think I think uh, Tara and Amber were in a relationship or are in a relationship. Mm. That's why she's so overprotective. I think that's why she was texting, having a night over with Amber and stuff. I'll getting get ready. I think I think it, I think it was them having a date. Mm. And they established that the mom is out of town in London on business or whatever. So the mom's out of the picture. Yeah convenient much yeah, like samantha convenient. she's in london with samantha from sex in the city it's great yes <laughs> and then mindy of course not only gets beer but she's still watching the movie and uh oh yeah richie crashes the party and it's just like party's over folks and they're all like fuck you and he's just like yeah okay the truck up on his face <laughs> yeah he, he's just a party pooper but he's like, come like, on, Gen Z, get the fuck out. I'm saving yeah, your no, he, life. He was just like, okay, I tried to be nice. Everybody get the fuck out now. And then everybody gets out and shits on Richie, obviously. And then, uh, and then Richie's like, hey, do you have any more beer? And I was like, yeah, there's in the basement. And the Richie's like, I'll be right back. I was like, oh, uh, you shouldn't say that. Says Mindy. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's a dead man. And he's like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> And then, as it happens, now that everybody's cleared out of the house, Chad is MIA, so not many suspects left. And the Mindy moment? Yeah, Mindy... Oh, yes, by the way, Randy, played by Scott Foley, who played Roman in the original, and this whole entire sequence, what she's actually watching, is an episode of Dawson's Creek. Now, it's mm. significant because Dawson's Creek was written and created by Kevin Williamson, the original writer of Scream. And mm-hmm. this whole and that whole episode was a parody of Scream. It's funny that Scott Foley is in it because he played Roman Bridger. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're retconning that Roman played Randy in the Stab movies. Mm-hmm. And that's typical of Hollywood, right? Actors yeah. become directors and stuff. That's not unheard of. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of examples of that. 
but I like that it's all connected as well because it's it's Kevin Williamson who it's it's a parody within a parody within a parody. Yes. And so that's very Scream Four ish, but it's kind of weird to think about. And, and then, then then it's the infamous oh look behind you stuff and she's just laughing like look behind you yeah look behind you dumbass and the ghost and actual ghost face is behind her just watching just yeah ghost is just chilling give her a moment taking her taking their time and uh then mindy is just like yeah look behind you oh wait and then actually looks behind and then Mm -hmm. goes oh shit she gets stabbed in the shoulder really Mm -hmm. hard too like and it looks like yeah, and it looks like she's gonna bleed out too. Mm-hmm. She she might have just somebody. I don't think there's any arteries up in the shoulder, but um, she got stabbed mm. really deep. Yeah, and so after this, we see Amber. She's like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is going on?" Because Sam is trying to make Mindy like us to still stay alive. And then Mindy faints out, and it was like, "Oh my god, you are the killer!" Because Sam has like the bloody hands. It's like, no, 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 that's true. And then Liv walks by and was like, a, oh, my God, I just want chat. I was like, a, and then we see Reggie walking by from from the um, from basement. Like, and he's just garage, like, from the basement. Yeah. And he's just like, I was good. I just got up to get some beer. And then Liv was like, a, oh, my God, what are we going to do? They're starting to believe that Liv is the killer. Oh, and then someone's like, maybe you are the killer. Was like, I'm not the fucking killer. And then Amber was like, because I am. Boom! And shoots her in the fucking face. Uh, I live. Huh, and then so she yes. says, killer reveal. And it's, and she's I like, love how sudden it is. Yeah, she's like, welcome to Act 3. Hell ah! <laughs> but yes, we got our ghost face killer is Amber. Amber Freeman. Turns out mm-hmm. it's Tara's girlfriend. Because... Much like Billy Loomis, it's always the it's always the significant other. Mm-hmm. And then we see Gail and Sydney arrive, and um, Amber doing some terrible acting. It's just outside, and it's just like, um, oh my god! And everybody's also like running, trying to get away yeah. from her as well. And she's just like, oh, Ghostface got me! And then Gail and Sydney are just like, you buy this? Nah. <laughs> and then Amber's like, "Fuck it!" Start tries shooting him, <laughs> and she's like, "Gale, yeah," and hits Gale too, once again mm-hmm. in the shoulder. And uh, that was um, really I love that meta joke because he's he's honoring Screen Four. Yeah, and then she's <laughs> just like, "Okay, yeah, I'm out of this. I'm just go on without me, Sydney." No, Gale, you're good. And then she's just like, "Sydney, you've got to finish this again." You have to finish what you started. <laughs> Together. No. But uh, she's like, I'll be okay. So Sydney runs in, and then this is where we get the scenes from the trailer as well. Mm-hmm. They really emphasize the fact that Sydney was back in this house, which is also kind of like deja vu. It's probably PTSD for Sydney going back to Stu's place mm-hmm. where the shit went all, or where her life literally turned upside down. And it's pretty symbolic too, but that's the thing. It shows that Sydney is no longer the weak girl. She, she never, she has never was. Either. She never was, but that's the thing. Her whole trauma started in that house. So going for her going back to her trauma being stronger is kind of like really symbolic. 
as a heroine. And much like in Scream 4. Again, yep, I cannot stop too. emphasizing the fact you think there's not as many Scream 2 references, but there is because this is sequels. Mm-hmm. And um, so Sydney's she's got her gun, by the way. She's searching for the, everybody. I uh, think the writers on this is giving us a hint that they like Scream 4 a lot. There's a lot of Scream 4 references in this movie. I wouldn't be surprised. But mm-hmm. then so she's actively searching for Amber because she knows mm-hmm. she's the killer. And then Sydney accidentally shoots Richie. Oh yeah, she. Uh, we get the Ghostface calling, and uh, one Sydney's just not phased at all. I love how he's like. Uh, Sydney was like. Uh, I I I love the determination though. Doing it at the same house, I was like. Uh, I loved your determination. Uh, you whoever you are, it was like yes, I'm the other one, and you're not gonna fight me. I was like, uh, come on, Sydney, play with me. And Sydney was like, I'm fucking bored. It was like he's like, oh wait, <laughs> and then. Um, shoots the door where she thinks that somebody's in there, and it is because it turns out she accidentally shot Richie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's hiding, and, he sh- and then he's just like, "I'm fucking hiding." Mm-hmm. And then actual, and then Amber in the ghost face comes, and then he, of course, is just like, "Oh sheah, it's ghost face." Yeah. <laughs> and then she falls from the balcony too, pretty hard. With ghost face, with Amber, with ghost face, and then we see Sam comes in, and they're trying to. Get the gun. Get the gun, obviously. And then we get... Dun-dun-dun. The second reveal. Because Richie got shot and everything, and then uh, he's just like, oh, no, I wanted you here. Stab. Much like Scream 4. So I could kill you myself. He's the second one. He's the accomplice. And then even he says it. Dewey got it right on the first fucking guess. Come on, man. And Sam looks at him. I was like, "Yeah, I know." Oh yeah, yeah. surprise too. I was like, "Yeah, oh yeah." Oh yeah, we saw that Sam found Tara tied, Mm -hmm. uh, taped up, Mm -hmm. and then we see initially she's like, "Maybe it is Tara," and then Tara's just like, "What the hell, Sam? Get me out of this, Mm -hmm. Sam, Sam." (laughs) And they all go to the kitchen, like in the original. It's like poetry rhymes, Mm -hmm. and. And then Amber was like, a, and I was like, oh, yeah, come on, baby. And establishing that Richie and Amber, they had a thing, too. Oh, hell yeah. Because. Uh, Rachel, Richie, Richie, sorry. Uh, they met on Reddit. Uh-huh. The Reddit. Like thread. in Scream 2. Do you remember that they met each other in an online chat? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Loomis and uh, I forgot the guy from Santa Clarita Diet. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. I told you that it would go back to Scream 2. Or there might not be as many Scream 2 references, but they are there. This is one of mm-hmm. them. And they explained that they are hardcore fans of the Stab franchise, but that there's nothing new anymore and every time somebody makes a new one it's the same run of the mill and and we they get called are d- toxic, toxic. Mm-hmm. is it really toxicity it's all love of something that we love that helped shape our childhoods and then Amber was like a, that's why after what happened with that horrible stab eight we wanted to make our movie the movie that we wanted that's why we bring out the legacy characters and then they bring up Gail. I was like, especially I love how I enjoy killing Dewey. Oh, and then yeah. we see Gail that is fucking pissed. Oh, yeah. 
And then after that, they go Amber oh, goes. Yeah, they yeah. wanted. Um, they're like Sam. We're not turning you into Sydney. Mm-hmm. We're turning you into the villain. I mean, mm-hmm. who else better than Billy Loomis's daughter, right? She's got the motive, much like in Scream, where they set up uh, Mr. Prescott mm-hmm. or Neil Prescott because they will, everybody will think that Sam is the chief suspect. Mm-hmm. She has the motive, and once everybody finds out that she's Billy's daughter, nobody's going to believe her. Mm-hmm. And then... After this, he was like, come on, we need to find, we need to get Tara. And then Amber goes, and then we see Rigi is with a gun and one of the knives. I was like, uh, oh, you're not going to get away with this. And Sydney is like, uh, and Sam, and they're kind of like, and they're like, oh, baby, uh, Tara is not here. What? I was like, so she's supposed to be, she's supposed to be there. They, they get a phone call. And oh yeah, they is... also explained they're like, how did you know that Sam was Billy's daughter? And mm-hmm. then Amber's like, it's a small town. Your mom was drunk at a bar one night and I overheard yeah. her. Yeah. And then I found Richie on the Reddit and then we concocted this plan. Makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Makes how else were they me. how else were they gonna explain it? So yeah, they're like, it's a small town. Shit and... doesn't stay hidden. Who was the one that stabbed uh, Sydney? Was it Amber or was it Richie? When they're I believe, in the kitchen. I believe it was um, Richie because he's like, mm-hmm. and that means the legacy characters gotta die. Mm-hmm. Serious, Sydney. It's it's an honor, but yeah, you gotta die. And then again, stabbed in pretty much the same place. Yeah, in the same place in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And then once again, they're not there. What do you mean they're not fucking there? Because, or he was just like, I mean, I tricked you into keeping your sister tied up. And Sam's mm-hmm. like, I untied her. Oh, this... maybe you don't know me as well as you think. Because they had only known each other for half a year. Yeah, and then we see Amber going down the stairs and then she gets attacked by Tara with her, um, oh, how you call those sticks, like to walk? <laughs> you mean crutches? Thank you, with, the, with her crutches. She starts beating the shit out of amber with the crutches like it's like beating her with like a metal bat or something it's Mm -hmm. like and richie is just trying his best but um all the women overpower him Mm -hmm. and then gail shoots amber who's just like no please i was i just wanted to be a part of something and i'm just i'm i'm a victim and then they're like let me guess the movies made you do it right She's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She gets hit in the head with a um, a bottle of uh, vodka, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's alcohol all over her. And then Gail is just like, fuck you. Shoots her. And then the oven was turned on Mm -hmm. during the struggle. And she gets lit on fire. Like hereditary because she didn't like elevated horror. So it's kind of like symbolic. And I learned that this actress was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and she also got burned. Mm-hmm, exact. <laughs> I guess that's just her calling card now. She yeah. has to get burned. And it's like full body um, burns too. Mm-hmm. It's like shit. Um, and then it seems like Amber's out. Mm-hmm. So Richie manages to get um, like in the chaos of all this. 
he's taunting Sam. And, and he's about to kill Tara. That's when Sam tackles him. And then they're fighting. And then Sam is about to also get about to die. But she sees in the mirror the reflection of Billy Loomis. Oh, yeah. And then and he just nods. And then mm-hmm. by the umbrella rack. Nice call mm-hmm. back there. We see uh, the handle of Amber's knife. And then she's just like, you forgot one thing. Yeah, what's that? Don't fuck with the serial killer's daughter. Grabs the knife, stabs him, and then manages to stab him like... 10, 15 times? At least. Stabs him so many times. It's like, he gets the worst death out of everybody. And in my head, even though this is a fucking coma, I was like, this is not really self-defense, though. Yeah, no, this is straight up. It's not self-defense anymore. It's straight up murder. Yeah. And her and shirt like, gets so bloodied. And of course, it's the tank top that gets bloody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's just like, wait, what about my ending? And then she's just like, I got it right here. And then slowly slices his throat, lets him bleed she- out. Cleans the she, knife, ghost face style, and then they're like, "Oh, it's great!" And then they're like, "Wait, no, this is the part where the supposedly dead killer comes back from one last tear, scare." And then she unloads like five rounds of bullets onto him, and she's just like, "She doesn't say not in my movie, but yeah, she's just like, yeah, not not now." And then Amber, of course, you get the last traditional mm-hmm. uh, ghost face killer comes back from one last scare, and she's got like half her face burned and everything. Yeah. And then they shoot her. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. So now they're dead. And then, uh, oh yeah, no, Tara shoots her, and then she just goes, "I still prefer the Babadook." Yep. Yeah, Tara's the one that shoots Amber. Mm-hmm. How poetic that both sisters, their love interests, were the ones that were mm-hmm. um, together, and that they were the Ghostface killers. It's poetic. It's like poetry of rhymes. Mm-hmm. But then Tara and the Meeks twins, because it turns out that both of them are alive. And yep. they do the Dewey thing where they do the thumbs up while being yes. carried away in an ambulance. Um, are taken to the hospital. And I love that before she gets in the ambulance, Tara's just like, can you please take me to a different hospital? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, that is a smart character right there. Mm-hmm. And then Sam, of course, goes over to Sydney and Gail for their help. And they're just like, yeah, no, we're this was our last hurrah. We're mm-hmm. we're good. But and then Sam asked to Sydney, I was like, uh, will I ever will I ever get kind of like a moment of peace? It's not the exact line, though. And then Sydney's like, eventually. Yeah, like, you're not you're not going to you're not there yet, kid, but mm-hmm. you'll be OK. And then Gail's like, uh, well, also, I'm not going to write about this. I'm going to write about a man that was a sheriff. I'm going to honor him. And a good Sydney, man. And Sydney's like, uh, oh, I will, I will read that book. Yeah, they're like, those fuckers can rot in anonymity. Yeah. So Gail is going to write a book about Dewey and... Then, um, but we see that we see that reporters were going to report on anyway, so they're not going to remain anonymous. Mm -hmm. So in a way, again, they win, but or they get fame, but they won't live to see it. And then we get our um, 
Oh yeah, uh, Sam goes in the uh, ambulance with Tara, mm-hmm. and they just go to the different hospital because, like Sam said, she's not leaving her sister anymore. Yep. And I'm totally fine if it's just the Carpenter sisters. Yeah. And then, of course, we get the pan out to an establishing shot where everything is the aftermath. And then I was in the theater. I was just thinking, where is it? Where's the last one? Where's the last uh, ghost face jump scare, quote unquote? Yeah. And then sure enough. Oh, yeah. Before that. And we also see four Wes. Yeah. I was really. really In the classic also credits. uh, Yeah, the classic font. font. Yep. Yeah, it says four Wes and then jump scare. And then everybody gets their uh, font. And and game style, much like in the last scream, mm-hmm. definite highlights on David Arquette, Courtney Cox, and Nev Campbell. Yep, and that was Scream twenty twenty two. Scream five. Scream five. <laughs> yeah, that was Scream five. <laughs> That's crazy. I cannot believe we did so. I cannot believe we remember a lot of it. And there's a lot of stuff that I'm pretty sure we skip. That's a oh lot for of sure. Stuff. But I mean. Go see the movie. Yeah, go and see the movie. This movie was fucking amazing. If I would have to give it a ranking, though, I have seen it twice. I will give it a 9. Ooh, that's very high. It's not a 10. It's not an 11. Like, I need the movie to grow with me. It did not cause for me an instant, an instant, oh, my God, this is a masterpiece. When I saw Screen 4 or the original... But this is a really good, solid sequel. I'm going to have to agree. I am going to give this... I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Because there... Is this a perfect movie? Hell no, it's not a perfect movie. Mm-mm. Will it work for everybody? No. I can no, understand. it's going to be divisive. It has it been divisive. Is. It already is. Yeah. Like in the fandom, but not like... It's not, it's not as bad as The Last Jedi mm-hmm. or... Stuff like that because Scream is more of like a it's a niche, very niche, Mm -hmm. but it's not so bad. And you could ignore the toxicity pretty easily. I'm just thinking to myself, you're just proving the movie's point. Yep, which is just like fucking entitled toxic fans are the worst. The other thing, also, the thing that I have noticed people there's like three counts of the divisiveness of this movie. There was one random people, one group of people did not like it because it was not serious, like the trailers were selling it. The other group of people wanted Stu to be alive. That was like, That no. wouldn't have worked. No. And another I mean, group like, of people... They brought back Billy, but only just because as like a figment of Sam's imagination. So it made sense. And it fit and another... because she was <laughs> Billy's daughter. And another group of people did not like the new one because it was too funny. And I'm like, uh, have you seen the sequels? They're uh, meta comedies. Yeah. Scream, everybody's just like, oh, like my mom saw the trailer and she's just like, it's too scary for me. I'm like, mom, it's literally the least scary horror franchise in the mm-hmm. world. Anybody can watch it. It's horror comedy. And that's something that's also very, very tricky to do. Mm-hmm. I can understand why it felt like more comedic. Because it kind of did. Yeah. This movie was much more comedic than I thought it was going to be. But there are some like legit awesome horror elements and great special effects and kills. Undeniable, some of my favorite special effects and 
one or two of them might be some of my favorite kills in the franchise seriously mm -hmm. like wes's death and richie's death might be and tara just like what she goes through i'm like oh my lord that's impressive even though it's a force Awakens style cold opening mm -hmm. it's not as great as obviously the number one will always be casey becker because yeah. that's just that is just a perfect opening mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard to decide between scream 2 and scream 4 because they're both yeah. really really good scream 3 is obviously the worst but yeah it's still not a bad opening it's but still pretty fun the fucking amazing thing about this franchise that there's not a like um like in Friday the thirteenth, there's so many bad ones. There's not a total it's not total dog shit. Like even there's Scream a, 3, it's not dog shit. Mm-hmm. It's pretty consistent. That's the thing that I admire. And even then, and most of it is just because of how bad the production was. Infamously mm -hmm. bad. Yeah. And also because it was under the fucking Weinsteins. And I'm yeah. glad that Paramount has embraced scream they've marketed the shit out of this thing yes they did they were not like the weinsteins who actively and intentionally just buried this thing hmm. with that they have done to many movies and filmmakers before yeah because Even of the a... fucking weinsteins we did it got the kirby screen five that we should have deserved years ago or the jill trilogy oh the jill trilogy that that was the original plan or the fact that th they made Wes Craven just like I don't know it was Wes Craven's last movie mm -hmm. that's just crazy to me because he died four years after making it and it's a great way also for Wes and to leave though it's a great movie to live on yeah I was just like when I first heard the announcement I was very like how are they going to do this without Wes because mm -hmm. he was such his fingerprints and just his style of filmmaking was such an integral part of this series it was it was like um, like in Scream 3, how could you do it without Kevin Williamson? And the film suffered for it. Greatly. And because this movie also did, was not written by Kevin Williamson too. So no, it was it also wasn't. to get to get worried about. It was it was um Radio Silence. Or mm -hmm. the, the third guy in Radio Silence, who's always the producer and one of the writers. Mm -hmm. So but that's the thing, much like David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, who are fans of Halloween, Radio Silence are fans of Scream. Mm -hmm. these are movies by fans yeah and they are aware of this and they bring this up multiple times in the movie and scream is the one franchise where you can get away with this yes it's the only franchise you can get away with you can't do this in anything else and i think that's works to its benefit and just it was it was a fun fun time will you like it i can't say because I don't know everybody's personal taste. I'm sorry mm -hmm. about my dad also screaming in the background. Um, no. it's okay, also, maybe but... like your history with the franchise. I noticed that some people did not like this new one because they only saw the original. And I'm like, it's hard to decide to recommend it yeah. or not. The big thing is, if you really want to go into this movie, just watch the first and the fourth one. Yeah. That's really the same. Yeah. That's really all you need to do because fourth one, it carries a lot over. And then two and three is just like if you want to catch like Easter eggs and stuff mm -hmm. and just like character stuff like like Randy's sister or yeah. what happened to Randy. Mm -hmm. It's just a nice love letter from fans. And again, like in Ghostbusters, it was just um, it's dedication of one of its creators. 
You know what also reminded me this new movie? It reminded me of the musical episode in Supernatural. I there was a love letter for the fans. It is a love letter from the fans, but it's because mm-hmm. they care. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Radio Silence really did care. And they've been they've been interested in like, hey, if you want to get future installments. Now Campbell's also interested in doing it again. Now, this is my question to you. Do you think, let's say it right now, even if the movie makes money, do you want a sequel or do you just want this one to be it? I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Like they're watching football in the other room. No, I'm so that's sorry. Okay. Do you want it to just be this one, or do you want a sequel? Let's say if this, a... even even if the movie makes money, like what would be you feel? <sighs> that's this feels question. like a really good self-contained movie. I would be totally okay with the, if this was the last scream ever. Mm-hmm. I know it's probably not going to be. No, it's not gonna. But that's okay because I'm not as long as there's a good story and as long as it's made with like love mm-hmm. and if they have a story to properly conclude it and, you know, maybe self-contained that as well, mm-hmm. like make sure everyone is self-contained and just as long as you can do something new with it or if you have a commentary for changing times, which they did yeah, in this one. I'm I'm on board for more sequels if if the fates allow it, but if not, I'm totally okay with that too. This is the other question that I want to make before we wrap up. Do you think that they're gonna make the Sam character going evil in part two or part three? Especially the way that she stabbed Richie at the end. They're gonna. They might toy. They're with They're gonna that. play with it, right? I have definitely. The same they they could totally do a ton of stuff with that. Do a lot of like psychological shit. Mm-hmm. And that constant like inner conflict. It's a good inner conflict setup. And, and Radio Silence, if you're listening, if you're gonna do the sequels, please bring Samara Weaving for one of them. No, no, that no, would no, be no. Amazing. There's only one character they need to bring back. And Kirby. Kirby Reed. Yeah. We need. I would love to see Hayden Panettiere back. And come on, Hayden. Just... You're, there's no Heroes remake right now. There's no Nashville reboot. Just come back to scream. Oh, it's just, <laughs> I'm really glad that they did this though, because mm-hmm. this is the last movie with the original three. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Like, the only reason they could bring back Dewey is if they do like a, like what they did with Billy. But I don't think yeah. they're gonna do that. And the whole franchise, it's been these three since the beginning, mm-hmm. and now there's only two. And it's it's crazy just to me that I got to live to see a screen movie in theaters. Yeah, because even I'm thinking of the trilogy right now because our friend Nolan said it was like maybe in a future screen sequel, Sydney's uh, uh, little girls are gonna be growing up and they're gonna be the new protagonist. So you can say in like screen seven or eight, there's gonna be the focus is gonna be Sydney Prescott's daughters. Yeah, uh, maybe, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was Scream 5. That was Scream so, 5. Um, I just want to say what we're doing next month, because it's the month of love in February. Yes! Do it, say it. Loud. I can't, I can't. <laughs> I, I could wait for this, but we're doing the Twilight movies. Ah! The teen girl is me, it's like, ah! <laughs> and I'm going to try to get every single, uh, 
episode a guest mm-hmm. specifically a female guest because mm-hmm. those movies were specifically made for females as, mm-hmm. and especially people in their 30s now because <laughs> teenagers and stuff or people that were teenagers back then i really want to get their perspective on this also but man it's gonna it's gonna hurt <laughs> It's gonna hurt, and also because it's getting high for the Batman, because the Batman's gonna come up in March, so we need to go back to the to well, the Pattinson's roots. Maybe in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Not just for Twilight, but also towards the beginning of March, you'll see what yeah. we're doing there. And it will tie together. And as always, you can find me at RoboRDC on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and on TikTok at RoboRDC. You can follow the podcast and SYNS Pod on Twitter. Please give us a give us a follow. Please give us some suggestions and please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Anchor, the other ones, and you, Billy. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at MasterofPuns196. You can also follow me on Letterboxd of, uh, with the same name. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. Nothing is capitalized. Um, the the letters in uh, the first letters in uh, Master of Puns. Every letter or every word starts with a capital letter. But yeah, we've been doing mm-hmm. this for a while. And <laughs> you can also give us a five star and write a review on Apple Podcasts. And like that asshole, but hopefully something <laughs> nice. And you can also follow us on Google Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud as well as just following the main show Twitter at SYNSPod. And as always, see you next summer. Dun, 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 dun.